it's always more rational business, you know? Oh, we have part three with this? Let's get it. Hey, yo, off the muscle, I get busy. Just seen a hundred K on the M behind the 50. Tell mama that I'm good. And Tam Shilla. Yo, 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 yo. Alright, for those who don't know, we ended in the first episode of Rational Rap. For those who don't know me, I'm Swain. Now, you might have heard of me from the Swain Session Podcast, which we had to retire. Now we have Rational Rap. Same shit, just more rational thoughts on shit that you don't think about. Tune in. Boom. I don't know why I came in like that, but I always wanted to do that shit. But all right, yeah, man, we in the first episode of Rational Rap. On this show, you have more me with more rational thoughts. And once again, these rational thoughts on shit that you don't think about. And also, a gang of other shit that's going on around the world that we will get into. Now, first on this, you feel me? Now, first, first, first thing, first, my boy. Is Meek Mill fading as an artist? And my answer to that is no. Meek Mill is not fading as an artist. Meek Mill is just at a different point in his career. But I don't think Meek Mill understands that or knows that. Um... And it's not saying it's necessarily a bad thing because everybody got their own time to be aware of shit. But it's just like this album, for instance, Expensive Pain. Now, let me tell you, it was a pretty solid album. And is what I expected of Meek. But as a fan and as a man that's growing, I'm aging, you feel me? Maybe, just maybe I don't feel his shit the same. Because I'm not at that age where I became a fan of his. Now, it doesn't mean he didn't deliver on the music. Or he can't get busy on the verse. It's just saying it was nothing timeless for me to take from that album, you know. Um, But for the most part, my favorite tracks on that album was Expensive Pain, the title track. Uh, Tweaking, you had Love Train. Those are some of my favorites. And all blue notes. Oh, Uzi. Uzi and me killed that fucking blue notes, man. That's one of my favorite joints of the year. But overall, man, this album was pretty solid. I can't say it was a bad album. It's just what I expected of Meek Mill. But let's hey, let's say this right here. I brought all this up to say this. Meek is Meek, right? We can all agree that Meek can retire. And have a superstar resume. So Meek ain't got to move like Dirk and Lil Baby. And I don't think he doing it on purpose. I just think he locked in with that energy. It ain't bad because them niggas on top of the world right now. I'm saying Meek is the big dog. He don't have to adapt to they sound. So they lingo or they swag. He meek. You know? That's just what I get from it as a fan. From my perspective. Like I said, I would have enjoyed this album a bit more if he kicked more tracks like Expensive Train, <laughs> Expensive Pain and Tweaking. 
Them motherfuckers hot. I play them every morning. Oh, yeah, I ain't even say hate on me. The first track of the album, that's my gym shit. I'm in the gym an extra 30 minutes off that shit, man. But look, more tracks like those, man, and I guarantee you Meek Mill has another classic album. I feel like this is just something for him to just put out because he hasn't put out anything in a while. So, as a fan, overall, I'm still here for Meek and whatever new shit he got coming. I just want to hear him rap rap with some niggas that know how to rap. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's where Meek Mill is golden at. Shout out to Meek and the Dream Chasers once again on a successful album. All right, man. These Chicago Bulls. The Bullies, Bullies, Bullies finally got their shit together. Finally as a lifelong fan. The post-Jordan era. The post-D-Rose era. We finally got a fucking playoff team. We finally got one. Thank you to that front office. I can't pronounce that GM name. All I know is he's doing a great job right now. And Billy Donovan is a hell of a coach. We're in great position to go far with this team and this roster that we have right now. Now, let's get into it. The Bulls have a top five team. Top five NBA team right now. With growth and a perfect chemistry. I believe the Bulls can go deep into the playoffs. And also fan shit. I believe they can win it all. That's how open the NBA is for me. They can win it all. It's all about how they put this season together. Zach Levine is an MVP caliber player and that's my pick hands down hands down i don't want to see the same players getting picked every fucking year or every two years no this young nigga been putting in work consistently and the only reason it wasn't getting recognized enough because the bulls had a loser ass team but shorty gets busy he gets busy man and you got Vujicic. hope i'm saying his name right but all-star big man, all-star big man, 20 and 10 every night. Come on, man. And you got DeRozan. DeRozan been a fucking all-star damn near his whole career, even if he wasn't named to the team. DeRozan really can fucking hoop, and he's a mid-range killer. He a mid-range killer. That's the lost art in the NBA right there. DeRozan is there, and he's going to be very important to this process. And then you got Lonzo. Lonzo Ball is still young, but he knows how to play point guard. The Bulls have been running great with him playing point guard. You know, they running. They're really running. And it's beautiful to see, man. It's so exciting to watch the Bulls this year, man. Then they got the, the bench just filled with so many solid role players. You got Caruso. You got Kobe White. You got Derrick Jones Jr. One of the best dunkers in the league. And I just seen a oop last night from that nigga, from Lonzo. And on top of that, last year pick Patrick Williams. Man, the Bulls 
on paper looks like a average team on paper an average team i mean in a, a hc but when they get on that court we talking top three in the east top three even though it's preseason i don't think what we're seeing from the boys is a fluke so shout out to the boys for getting this motherfucking roster together finally we can have something to be excited about <laughs> you know thank you front office all right man continuing on with these sports teams you know my personal favorite the chicago bears the chicago bears once again like the bulls i've been a lifelong fan but the bears i'm a little bit more invested when Peyton fucking Manning came and took our championship away, that shit touched me. Touched me. Damn, I was so hurt when he did that shit, man. Fuck. I watched my little cousin cratter that shit, nigga. Fucking Devin Hester ran a fucking kick return. Soon as this shit kicked off. I was excited. I thought them boys had that shit. But no. No, no. Rex motherfucking Grossman. Quarterback. Quarterback has always been an issue for the Chicago Bears. I don't care who they put behind there. It's just trash or average, man. <laughs> I don't know what's up with the Bears organization and drafting average quarterbacks or check down quarterbacks. Shit's ridiculous, man. Son, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, but, they did make a change. They did make a change because they did fuck up a couple years ago when they didn't trade for Mahomes or Watson. They got Mitch Trubisky. And I'll get into that a little bit later. Justin Fields, here we are. Yes, the savior of our franchise. These motherfuckers is finally going in the right direction. Andy Dalton just got to eat this one. He got to eat this one, man. You got to. I don't even know why they signed Andy Dalton with Nick Foles uh, to play the same role that Dalton is playing already. I don't understand it. What I feel like, Dalton... Was insurance for this season to figure out quarterback position next season. But Justin Fields became available at that spot. It was a no-brainer. No-brainer. Alright, the Chicago Bears have officially named Justin Fields their starter. And it should have been this way from the jump. Andy Dalton had his time with the Bengals. And he had a couple good seasons, man. He had a couple good seasons. I feel like he's reached his ceiling. He reached it. Fields moves his offense in a way that Dalton can't. He just can't. Did you see how them receivers were playing when Fields was out there? You, It just felt like it was more energy with the Bears, period. I don't care what side of the ball it was. You can just feel the energy with him there on the field. The quarterback position changed 
and the Bears have finally figured it out. You finally have a player that fits that description now. You see the quarterbacks that's taking over the game. Fast, accurate QBs. They're taking over. Callum Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you know, Jalen Hurts. They're taking over, son. And the Bears finally got the player that they needed to play ball, to compete. All that check down shit is over with and out the window. You can't do that with a player like Justin Fields. And I'm glad the front office and the coaching staff have finally seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget about my boy Darnell Mooney. He's a star. And with Fields, they're going to be the number one duo in a couple years. He's a star, bro. And Justin Fields is going to get him that ball the way he needs to get the ball. See, the Chicago Bears probably jagged a lot of players' careers because they didn't have a quarterback to get them the ball. I'm so glad Mooney doesn't have to go through that anymore. Shorty is gifted, and they're going to prove that. Um, Yeah, Mooney get busy. But Andy Dalton, like I said, he has to eat this. He has to eat this. No matter what Matt Nagy told him, when Fields got drafted, that should have went off in his head that this was going to happen. You got to eat this one and play your role because this is what it is right now. And I don't think he got, I don't think he has any trade value to demand anything. You got a family to take care of. You got to eat. You feel me? Play your position. Let Fields do his shit. Nagy shouldn't have told Andy Dalton that he would be the starter. He shouldn't have told him that. You should have gave him that guarantee. Damn. But it is what it is. But boy, Matt Nagy. That nigga knew what time it was, man. His job on the line. No matter what he told Andy Dalton, his job is on the line. I can guarantee that a couple more losses and for sure Matt Nagy getting fired. <laughs> for sure. And he probably didn't want to even make it out the season. So, yeah, Nagy knew what time it was, man. This was best for him to do in order to keep his job in the locker room. Seriously, man. Um, and he ain't had to say that little slick shit he said about the play caller when they played the Lions. Like, man, we know you in charge of the team, buddy. We know shit go through you. Just get his man his credit for putting yards on the board, putting points on the board, because you couldn't do it. When it solely came down to you, you couldn't make the play. You couldn't call the play. We watching boring-ass football. Year in and year out. That shit got to change. And it starts with you giving this play call and it's someone else. And not just trying to take credit for the whole entire thing. Just give that man credit for putting that on the board. Putting that dub on the board so we can get about the club dub. Um, but other than that, man. Uh, they got on his ass swiftly. 
before this got out of hand, you know? And I'm glad that that happened because these distractions ain't necessary. So I feel like with clear communication and great coaching, the Bears should be successful this season. There's no way other around it. You feel me? There's no way around it. They should be very successful this year. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You niggas going to... St- hey, look, man. You niggas going to stop playing with Birdman out here. Is you done or is you fucking finished? Stop mentioning Birdman. Now, put some respect on his shit, man. Do that. Stop mentioning Birdman. And don't have respect following behind that. You know? Birdman just found a clip of Irv Gotti speaking on him and Lil Wayne's situation. And he told Irv Gotti, man, your fucking business, nigga. Simple. Four years ago, Birdman finding this shit. Stop mentioning Birdman. Getting on you niggas' ass, man. It's anywhere. Man, um, new music. Nardo fucking wick. Nardo wick with that Who Won't Smoke. I love this fucking record, man. He just dropped the remix with Dirk, G Herbo, 21 Savage. And let me tell you, Dirk may just have dropped verse of the year for me. A contender. That shit was so flawless. Shout out to Nardo Wick, man, for this remix. Um. R. Kelly, man. R. Kelly. Back in the news again. <sighs> Damn, man. Damn. Damn. All this fucking good music, man. All that fucking good music. How would you fuck up my shit like that, man? Fuck. How the fuck am I supposed to get married without stepping in the name of love? How the fuck I supposed to do that? Huh? That's a classic, nigga. It's a classic. Damn, I wish Kells ain't do this shit, man. Fuck. But anyway, man. Kells been found guilty on all charges. He's just awaiting sentencing. And it ain't looking too good, man. It ain't looking too good at all. It ain't look good for Kells ever since that documentary dropped. Man. All this fucking music, man. All this fucking music. And what's so crazy, you can't get R. Kelly off this game. R. Kelly hands is on so many artists and music out here, man. You can't just say you ain't fucking with Kells no more on the music. Because then that'll take away a lot of music that you love. And not even from his catalog. He's written for other artists. Features. Damn, this nigga fucked up with that shit, man. That shit ill as fuck, man. It's ill as fuck. Damn. But anyway, it just goes to show you like controversy gonna sell or put you up anyway. You feel me? Ever since R. Kelly got convicted of his crimes, his music sales went up 500%. 500%. Damn, that's a huge increase, man. Especially off some shit that he got convicted of. It's so foul. So ill. He still got 500% record sales. 
It's people out here that can separate the man from the music. And then you got those who have daughters, who have wives, you have sisters. You feel me? They can't they can't get rid of that. They 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 can't they can't move with that, man. So I understand both sides. Damn, this nigga just fucked up a whole catalog of music. Man, a whole catalog of music. I don't know how much time Kill's gonna get. But his music still gonna be here after that. I don't see no streaming sites taking his music down. I don't see R. Kelly music gonna be removed from anywhere. His catalog is valuable to whoever owns it. I don't know who owns it, but it's very valuable, bro. R. Kelly got classic albums. Tons of music. Chapter in the Classic probably is one of the best fucking stories that we heard from hip-hop ever. Man, and his record sales increased even after the conviction. R. Kelly still has fans. R. Kelly still has people believing that he didn't do this. Even with seeing him on camera. Even with that. And that's just wow. Just wow. It's just some wow shit, man. Damn, I don't want to speak on no victims. And I don't want to speak on what happened. Because we don't know the truth. All we know is he got convicted of this crime. And that's the truth right now. And then you got tons of women who saying he did these things. People inside of his circle who said he's done these things. And no motherfuckers should be there too. Ain't no, ain't no exception to that. This was a ring. You feel me? It's a ring, bro. A sick ass ring that went on way too long and fucked up too many lives, bro. On both sides, man. On both sides. In other news, man, mental health is very, very, very important, man. Especially as a rapper. Being a rapper is the most dangerous job in America. Besides a cop, being a rapper is just that. And you can lose your shit in this shit, man. You can lose your shit in this game. Shout out to Kodak, man. I hope um I hope things get better. I just seen a story where he they say he tweeted and said he feel like killing himself. And you know we shouldn't be seeing that, man. We shouldn't be seeing that type of shit, man. Check on your people. I hope Kodak get better or whatever he going through. Cause shit be real mental health, man. Check on your people. No matter how strong they is, no matter how much money they got, it's important to check on your people. That's something we all need to get better at. Check on your people. Mental health is important, bro. Mental health is important. Please check on your people. Kodak, get better. Prayers for you, brother. Mm. 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 Yeah, man. Gotta admit, I was this guy once upon a time before, too. But I learned. I've learned. Doing my time in this game. And how things go. Of course I know there's more to learn. But at this level. And I done probably seen it all. Man. Rappers. Stop expecting other rappers to be your fans. 
stop expecting other creatives to be your fans. These niggas trying to do what you doing and get their fans. Stop getting mad at other artists for not being fan of your work. It's not their job to do that. Stop complaining about support on Facebook and social media, period. That shit ain't going to get you nowhere. Most importantly, a nigga don't owe you shit. Nigga don't owe you shit in this. You know why they say the game is to be sold and not told? Because that's what this shit about. Money. If you ain't got no fucking money, you ain't gonna make it through very fine this shit, man. If you ain't got no money behind you, it's very hard to move past what you need to move past. I'm saying all that to say, invest in your fucking self, man. Invest in yourself and stop blaming other people for why you're not successful. Look in the fucking mirror. We all got the same 24. Maybe you procrastinating an hour out your day. Or maybe two. Maybe you ain't putting enough bread behind your shit. Don't nobody owe you shit, no matter who that person is. Nobody owes you nothing. Especially if you ain't bring shit to the table. That's another thing. You got these niggas asking for support and help. And it's not reciprocated. You're not willing to get the same in return. So how is you asking for something that you're not willing to give? Nigga, I can tell you life all about giving, nigga. You have to give in order to receive. You niggas posting this shit with nothing. No plan, no strategy behind it. I know because I've been that artist before. You niggas posting this shit with no plans and then get mad when it just sizzle out or it just flop. Yeah, you got great music, nigga. Yeah, you do. But you ain't playing. You ain't put no money behind it. You didn't invest. You complain. You complain. This is what niggas do. This is what niggas do. Complain. Instead of putting work in and figuring it out. Figure this shit out, bro. What I learned since I've been in this shit, shit is about investment. <laughs> Talent is the least part of this equation. You feel me? This shit about investments and marketing yourself properly. No matter what level you at, you can do this shit the right way. Niggas got to stop comparing themselves to artists that's already fucking rich and successful in this shit. Why are you comparing yourself to Meek? Why are you comparing yourself to Kendrick, Cole, Drake? No, nigga, you keep comparing yourself to them. You always gonna think you ain't made it. Because them niggas reached a level that most of us probably won't get to. And that's just being real. You gotta just do you in this shit. Do you. And the rest works itself out, man. Stop focusing on people that don't support you. You feel me? 
a lot of us is looking for validation for people that don't give a fuck about what you're doing. And you stressing yourself out. You losing off that part alone. Niggas caring about likes. I don't care if you got motherfucking 10 or 20. Post your shit. You ain't got to tag nobody. Post your shit though. I hate tagging. I fucking hate tagging. And I used to tag niggas. I hate that shit. I hate it. I fucking hate it. You can't force yourself on people. If your shit dope, it's going to sell. It's going to sell. There's no doubt about it. It's going to move. You ain't got to force shit on people if you got a good product. Be consistent. That was one of my problems. I just wasn't consistent enough to get to where I needed to be. But almost 10 years in the game, I can tell you it takes some time to have consistency. You have to practice that shit. You have to keep going every day. And it's tough to keep going through this shit. But if you really want this shit, consistency is a must. Through the ups and downs, you got to keep working if this is what you really want to do. Some niggas drop one single and get five plays, ten plays, and they done. How the fuck you expecting to get a million plays and you just came out? <laughs> you know, you got to work. Everything is a brick by brick process, bro. You got to baby step it. That's what I call it. You got to baby step everything in this world. Take your fucking time. That's how you build consistency. Take your time with this shit. Now, my favorite part of this show. Definitely my favorite part of this show. is always these thought-provoking questions. Because I'm a thinker. Sometimes I overthink. But... This is the shit that be going through my mind sometimes. Alright. First one. Are there any toxic relationships in my life that need to be dealt with? Yes. Yes. I'm dealing with them and I dealt with them. You feel me? And the most important thing I learned is you got to love people from a distance. Like, it be the people you love the most that's got bad for you. Only bring bad energy your way. And as a person that's trying to grow and accomplish shit, you can't have that around. You got to check toxic relationships. These days, you know, toxic is turning to some cute shit. But no. No, that shit is draining. Mentally draining. And then it can get physical after a while. You got to get rid of these people that's not any good for you. You got to get rid of people that's not reciprocating what you giving out. Like toxic relationships have to be dealt with in order for you to progress and grow. That's part of it. 
That's part of progression. It's cutting people cutting people off that you don't need. You know, it could be your lady. It could be your nigga. Be with somebody that's helping you grow. Not a motherfucker that's tearing you down. Fuck with people that help build you up. You wonder why shit ain't going right and you going your hardest. Because you telling your goals and your dreams to people that's hating on your shit. You telling your shit to people that's really jealous of you. And motherfuckers don't even really be having real jealousy. They just mad that you doing the work. Them the motherfuckers you got to remove. They got to go. They have to go. I know this one guy, man. This one guy. This one guy. I cherish this dude. I can't fuck with him. I just can't. He think it's about material shit. He think he a hater because of my material shit. No, nigga, you a hater because I'm just putting in the work and getting results from what I'm doing. Now you feel like you entitled to this and what I'm doing and whatever success that I'm having. You feel like you entitled to that. When in fact, this nigga never brought anything to the table. Never purchased anything from me. Never came to a show. Nothing. Nothing. So how the fuck am I entitled to put you in position? When the whole time you looking at me hating. And now you looking for a reason. You looking for a reason. For us to get into it. You creating a reason. For me not to like you in your head. <laughs> man. People are sick as fuck these days man. You got to stay away from them. People would do shit like that because they miserable in their lives. Like you owe them something. Like they helped you out. I'm willing to help anybody in this world whenever it's possible. But what I'm not going to do anymore is give out love that I'm not giving, that I'm not getting back. That's wasting my shit. That's wasting my shit. I ain't wasting my love on motherfuckers that, that don't really care about me. And only care about what Swain could do. You know? That shit is over with. So yeah. I cut that nigga the fuck off. No matter how close we are or was. He has to go. I can't grow with that. Because the bigger this shit get, the more resentment, the more hate that's going to fill inside that person. You know? And these niggas don't say nothing. They be hoes for 10 years straight. 
Don't say nothing. Giggling with you in your face. Picking up your kids, talking to your lady, eating your fucking food, nigga. Giggling. Whole time this nigga going home hating on you. His whole car ride, he thinking about you and what you got. Get that nigga the fuck out of here, man. Get that nigga the fuck out of here and on. These people got to go. So it's important to deal with toxic people in your life for your mental health. Physical health. Just for your energy and your space, period. Protect that shit. Protect that. Protect that. That's what you in this world to do. Protect your motherfucking energy from these outside forces, bro. These motherfuckers that don't mean no good to you. Check all toxic relationships, man. It's necessary in this shit. 